This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. That is so disgraceful that you would sit here and conflate your failures with the failures of the uniformed service members. You guys said that that Russia would overrun Ukraine in 36 days. You said that the Taliban would be kept at bay for months. You totally blew those calls. And maybe we would be better at them if the National Defense University actually worked a little more on strategy and a little less on wokeism. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. All right, settle down, Matt. Settle down. Good point, but settle down. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. It's the Sean Show. I'm your old weird Uncle Sean. Uh, the phone lines are open 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Lots to discuss today, but I, I over the next couple of hours. But, man, uh, I, I don't know. Were you, how nauseated were you by the whole Obama thing yesterday? That guy is so freaking in love with himself, man. I forgot how much I can't stand him. Thanks to the major networks and cable news uh, weirdos for for reminding us all how much we can't stand Barack Obama, man. I saw a story where he repeated, uh, he he referred to himself like over 30 times, which is kind of standard fare for him. I don't know if you saw any, any of the video. There's some famous video floating around now. Of our current president, Joe Biden, you know, uh, in this uh, whatever part room in the West Wing and. This crowd is around Obama, and Biden's just kind of off by himself, shuffling around, doesn't really know what to do. Nobody's talking to him. Uh, and I, I don't very often feel sorry for a guy like Joe Biden, but on the stage, on the on the stage of history, on the great stage of history, in that one moment, I had maybe two molecules of sympathy for the guy. Because you know what? As soon as Obama showed up. It didn't really matter that Joe Biden was the president. He might as well not have been the president. And I, I frankly thought Obama was kind of a jerk, calling him the vice president. You know, it just not that again, not that I give a crap about Joe Biden. I think he's corrupt as the day is long. I think he'll prove eventually prove to be he's doing a good job of it right now. The worst, most damaging president this country's ever had. You know, the, the, the second in line would be Obama, of course. And Obama was there talking about Obamacare and, oh, my God, I just, and he couldn't shut up again about himself and how he risked his political future to make this happen. And, oh, it's just revolutionized the, the health care system in this country. And, oh, I did this, I did this, I did that, I did this. And, of course, the press are there, and they're just kissing his left ass cheek just all over. the Every word the man uttered, they're hitting their Twitter accounts and sending it out there. Obama just made a joke. It was really funny. Why don't you all just get on your knees and be honest about it, okay? Oh, can't stand that. That guy, Obama, did more 
to damage and destroy race relations in this country than any other president we've had. Oh, secondly, he completely screwed up the medical industry. I mean, and the insurance industry. I mean, you know, it, 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 first off, lied about Obamacare throughout the whole thing. Remember, you can keep your doctor if, if you like your doctor, which was absolute bull crap. They passed a massive piece of legislation that very few people have actually even read. At the time that Obamacare, that piece of crap bill passed, again, uh, supported by people who had not read the bill because it was very intentionally written to be confusing and to be verbose and to be long so that you could hide crap in there. Mandating that every American purchase health insurance. And uh, mandating that, and if uh, at the time, if you remember, if you don't have health insurance or the government doesn't consider the health insurance you have to be, quote-unquote, adequate, then you get punished by the IRS. That was Obamacare. What's interesting about Obamacare, and this is a little-known fact that has kind of made its way into the dustbin of history, as they say, but when they passed the bill, they had not yet created the standard by which adequate health insurance was determined. Interesting that, yeah. Uh, and so Obama, he's, he's there, he's gloating, and uh, he, he's, you know, it, it, he sucks all the air out of any room he's in. And, and just the, 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 the fawning over him by, by the, the pukes in the media and other politicians on the left is just freaking nauseating, man. And you know what? As far as treating Biden like a secondhand citizen, like not the president, that's exactly what Obama, Obama was kind of a jerk yesterday. He really was. I mean, I think he's always kind of a jerk, but he really was a freaking jerk yesterday. Because, you know, I, I don't like Biden. I, again, I think he's the worst president this country's ever had. But Mr. Obama, he is the president. <laughs> and you're not. Or maybe I got that wrong. Maybe he's, for all we know, Obama still might be the president. I don't know. But it was obnoxious. Uh, he was obnoxious. Uh, again, you, you look at where we are right now with wokeism and CRT. We, uh, we'll talk about this in a bit. We have a church in Chicago that is having a whiteness fast. Because if you're white, you suck and you're guilty. Uh, Black Lives Matter and all the violence uh, they've engaged in. Uh, the George Floyd riots where people lost their li- people not only lost their businesses, some people lost their freaking lives because they were murdered, their businesses destroyed, set on fire. Where does all that come? Where did all that come from? Barack freaking Obama. He disgusts me. He absolutely disgusts me. And watching that piece of crap walk around with that big stupid grin on his face like he's the greatest thing since Jesus hates Christ makes me want to vomit. That man had the greatest historical opportunity as the first black president. The greatest opportunity in history of any other person who had gone before him to take this country into a post-racial America, to make this a post-racial America, to 
to bring us together, to truly bring people together and take us to a place at the top of the hill where race truly doesn't matter anymore. It was his gig, man. It was his job to do. And what did he do? The exact freaking opposite. He made his skin color a shield to protect himself from criticism. He uh, came out with a message that if you're black, okay, you're just always going to be oppressed and you can't do a damn thing without the government because you're so stupid and lazy. If you're white, you are inherently guilty of racism, all you typical white folks. Disgusting. That man used his skin color for his own political and financial benefit. Creating a racial divide in this country uh, uh, at a period in our history where we should have been done with that. He put a target on the back of every law enforcement officer in this country. Black, white, male, or female, gay or straight. Many of them have lost their lives as a result. In the uh, in the course of their duty to protect people and to uphold the law of a civilized society. Put a target on every single one of their backs. That man at the White House yesterday. I have no feeling for him. He is a racist and an absolute piece of crap. And if you have a problem with anything I'm saying right now, you are probably a freaking moron. How's that make you feel? Two ones and watching him just prattle on about himself and God, it's just, ugh. It, it's nauseating. He is absolutely freaking nauseating. Two ones, but you know, I'm just I'm a white guy, so I probably just hate black people. You know, that's probably what it is. I can't believe we let him vote. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. If you'd like to respond to anything, it just tumbled out of my mouth there. Uh, so today we have, uh, you know, Biden back. Uh, <laughs> and again, for you know, it, it, half of Biden's cabinet are the same people that were in Obama's cabinet and uh, the most unimpressive bunch of individuals you'd ever, well, that we'd, we've ever had to suffer. Currently destroying this country, and I think largely because of their own ineptitude and stupidity and greed and selfishness, and arrogance. If you look at what's happened to this country just over the past year of Biden's first year in office, you know, I we can't survive too much more of this crowd, of this gang, of this cabal. Uh, but, uh, you know, I don't know what else to say about that except God be with us all. I mean, Title 42 goes away, and the immigration crisis which has never stopped being a crisis which obama himself exasperated and made worse with his dreamer act his executive action concerning the dreamers which he couldn't get he couldn't get past in the, in the congress couldn't get past in the legislature so he had to do it with an executive pen remember that do you remember do you uh these are people who need to cheat because they cannot sell their own ideas up front, out in the open air. They have to cheat, and uh, that's what this whole border crisis is about. As the governor has pointed out, we got more people dying of fentanyl in this country than who die of car accidents and pretty much every other morbidity that uh, that we can list. 
coming right over the border. People dying uh, because of trafficking, people disappearing, people being murdered, and uh, people being dropped in a hole out in the middle of the desert. And uh, most of the people in that room yesterday don't give a crap. How's that make you feel? 210-599-5555. I'm getting all worked up already. Chris and Doc, I'm going to a fancy place to get my, my hair cut today and my beard trimmed. It's a me day for Sean. And here I am, this upset. Two one zero five nine. You're having a spa day. Is that what's going I on? I am having a spa. I am. Right. Damn it! I I am going to a fancy barber shop where they got hot towels that do something to you. They're gonna shave my neck. You know, I get a. I actually get a sol- a shoulder massage. Ooh, nice. It's fancy. Wow. I'm being fancy. A little fanciness for Sean. A little self care okay? for Sean. A little self care. A little wellness time. And I'm this upset. You know, this early in the day. Pshaw. All right, I'm going to take a break. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 107.1. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, the Sean Show. Let's go to Frank on line three. Frank, how you doing? Hello, Sean. Can you hear me? I got you, man. What's on your brain there? Hey, Sean, I have to tell you that comment you made about Obama, the best monologue ever that I have heard <laughs> from you. Okay? Thank you. <laughs> so you got my support, and I have a lot of friends that think the same way. So, you know, keep it up, man. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate the call, Frank. I appreciate it. Like, you know, and I don't plan stuff like that. It just happens. I don't – it's like I'm channeling, man. I, I don't know. Because – with talk radio, the cool thing I like about talk radio is that I can just open up my mouth and just let her roll, man. And I, I very specifically in my life, I don't talk about a lot of this stuff off the air. My wife and I, the only person I really talk politics with off the air is my wife. And we, we agree on most things. Not everything, but most things. Uh, but, uh, beyond that, uh, and, and sometimes my, my buddy Randy and I will do a little political discussion, but for the most part, I, I don't talk this stuff off the air. And the, the reason is I save it for on the air so that when I'm in a moment like that, I just let it roll. And I, I was, I was disgusted yesterday by Obama. Just, he it just, just, just makes my skin crawl. He really does. Wow. Gennaro, it's Gennaro. Hey, Gennaro on line two. Gennaro. Hey, brother. You know what, dude? Uh, I'm so glad you're you're feeling better and you're back on the air. And, um, man, dude, uh, we need you, man. We need you here in this town, dude. It, well, thank it, you. It, Dry-ass, one-horse town without you, brother. <laughs> oh, no. It's San Antonio, man. It's the greatest town yeah. on planet Earth. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, uh, really quick, man. I took a bag of DVDs and a DV uh, a, a, a C, uh, DVDs and a CD of uh, oh, you uh, dropped Super a bunch of stuff off here at the station. The KTSA station. I have not. Yeah, I, I do. I, I yeah. want to do it on the air, but I, I have not. And I appreciate the comment. I have not been to the station physically since I went into the hospital. So, as soon, thank you so much for all the DVDs. As soon as I can get to the station, I'll pick them up. I just have not physically been there. I'm, at, I'm doing the show from home now. Uh, sitting in my recliner here. In fact, my home studio, if you could see it, well, there's a freaking recliner in my li- living room. 
because uh, i got to take it easy for the next couple of weeks. i got a little roll-top desk here right next to me that has all the equipment uh, equipment and, and, and the uh, various uh, medicines and drugs that I take on a daily basis, prescribed, of course. And, of course, my highlighters and my clock, and it's, you know, this is, I'm doing the show from home for the foreseeable future. So when I can get out to the station, I will pick that stuff up. Thank you, brother. But today, of course, uh, and I'm going to take a break here. I'm, I'm, in fact, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about going to the fancy place to get my hair cut when I get back. Because it brings to get, it brings out a, a, a question about people going to get their hair done. And I want to know where you are on this phenomenon. Okay, and it's coming up. We'll talk about that when we get back. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. And then later on, we'll talk about the church in Chicago that's banning whitey. Despite the fact that uh, the pastor himself is white. Uh, in Palm Springs, uh, Palm Springs City, California, if you identify as trans or non-binary, they'll give you 900 bucks a month for free. Uh, what else do I have? Oh yes, uh, Cracker Jill. You know, that just now that sounds racist, doesn't it? Here comes Cracker Jill. Well, it's actually about one of our favorite snack foods uh, that is produced by a company called PepsiCo. Uh, they're putting out a new version of Cracker Jack called Cracker Jill to celebrate uh, women, lesbians, and trans people uh, in in women's sports. And so we'll discuss all that happy crap coming up. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Yeah, we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. I'm Sean. This is my show. This is Sean's show. You can call us out for talking about stuff. Uh, 210-599-5555. We got Chris and we got Don. Which, you know, I mean, look, it is a very special day for me. And I and I, I, I just got a note from a guy who, I, 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 and thank you, I get notes every day from folks who are like, hey, we're so glad you're back and so glad that you're feeling better and all that stuff. And it means a lot to me. It really does. And I appreciate all the messages. Because you all have been there with me throughout this whole experience. And and today's a special day for old Sean because I'm I'm, you know, for the past four months I haven't trimmed the beard, I haven't cut the hair, I barely showered, I barely bathed for four months to be honest with you because I had tubes and stuff coming out of me, so I couldn't really bathe on a regular basis. Well, that's not unusual. It's not unusual for me to go without bathing. Um, but I want to be cleaner now, Chris. I want to be, you know, I want to. I, now I'm coming out of this. I'm entering into this new chapter of my life. I want to bathe more. I want to be somewhat presentable. Uh, and 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 so today I'm going to. A, and I was texting Chris this last night. I'm like I, 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 for for eight years I go to Walmart and get my hair cut by a guy named dude named Andy. Andy's been cutting my hair for eight years at the Walmart on Bandera there here in my neighborhood. Okay, but Andy don't do beards. He doesn't trim beards. I need a beard trim. So I found a a place not far from here. That is a fancy place, and they do beard trims, fancy beard trims, and fancy haircuts. And I was going to bring this up because I was going to ask a question, but then I realized that Chris cuts his own hair, and Don Morgan shaves his noggin. Don Morgan ain't got no hair to cut. So I'm having a, a conversation about the psychology of going to get your hair cut with two guys that, for which it's a it's a moot point. It's meaningless. 
And I was going to ask, you know, do you, because I think a lot of people do. They get freaked out going to get their hair cut. I do. I, I'm one of those people to where, you know, I get a little nervous. My stylist is a weirdo. You're your stylist. Exactly. Well, but that's why I go to the same dude every time I get my hair cut because I'm comfortable with him. I, you know, like I said, I've been going to the same guy for eight years. And now I'm going someplace new today. And plus they do fancy crap, right, Don Morgan? They do hot towel stuff. You're going nude. They put hot towels on. No, they put hot towels on me. They, they're going to shave my neck. And I'm even told that they, they give me a little shoulder massage. It's a woman. She gives me a little shoulder massage while I'm sitting there, a little massagey. Frankly, I'm a little uptight about it. I, I mean, I'm, I'm why, sure it's going to be great. Why are you worried about this? It's a no, haircut. It's just, I know, but there's a lot of stuff that's going to be going on, you know, and I, I this is a oh, new thing for me. With gas prices where they are, it's going to be expensive. Yeah, it's not a cheap haircut. They're going to have to whip out the I, weed I, whacker and the lawnmower. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not getting everything trimmed. I'm just saying. <laughs> hedge clippers. <laughs> Chainsaw. It's okay. I'll take care of that myself. I'm just saying that it's a fancy place, and I've never been to a fancy place to get my hair cut, and I've never had a beard trim in my life. So this is a new. It's a it's a, it's a spa day for Sean. It's a little me time. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and I, I always ask people, you know, do you, are you one of those people that gets kind of freaked out when you go get your hair done, get your hair cut, or are you fine when you just sail in there? You don't care people touching your head, you know, and all that stuff. Because I think that's what's so weird about it is that people are touching your head. You know what I mean? And some people, no, what? And you let people go, and some people get freaked out by it, having a t- total stranger touch their head. And but that's what they're <laughs> paid those, to do. I know, but still, you know, if you're if you don't know the person, it's a little off-putting at first. That's all. <laughs> you're touching my head, man. What is wrong with you? What? <laughs> you don't know anybody that gets nervous when they go to get their hair cut. No. You don't know anybody. I want to see this, this, the barbershop that specializes in catering to people who are nervous about that. And they do everything they can to not touch your head. Well, there's a, well, they got to touch your head, man. Exactly. You can't cut your head without that. They're not going to go there and drop a floby on you. They got to, they got to touch your head, man. So why do you get freaked out? They got to touch your head. They have to. So why do you freak out? They can't avoid touching your head. They're cutting your hair. But that's their job. Well, I know it's their job, but I'm just saying it's a little weird to me at first when I'm dealing with somebody. Well, I don't you know, here know. the thing is, Sean, it's just a haircut. Now, if you go in there and they say, "Okay, Mr. Rima, you're going to have to drop your pants," well, then you should be a well, little nervous. It's but not until a then, massage joint. I mean, it, it's not that kind of a place. It's not the kind of place that only opens after 10 p.m. It's not that kind of a thing. Par- not not that I know anything par- about those kinds of establishments. Parking in the back. I didn't go to anything like that in Colorado Springs. Yeah, I bet. What I'm saying is you don't know anybody for whom that's a little weird when they first go into a, a barber place to get their hair cut, somebody touching their, having their hands all over their head. Well, I remember when. put them, make them a little weird. When I brought my oldest son to get his first haircut, he was a little weirded out by it. See? But after that, you know, of course he was, you know, 18 months old. Ever since then, he's been fine. He was 18 months old. You took your kid to get his hair cut when he was 18 months old? Yeah, that was a hairy kid. I'm sure he was a little freaked out by it. Yeah. He he needed a haircut. He what? He needed a haircut. What, did he have like three hairs? (laughs) Oh, that kid kid had a lot of hair. Can you give me a wave? Can you give me a perm? (laughs) Oh, he's always a hairy dude. Yeah, he's 
He's just one of those well, people. Got you know, just a real, my, always had a real thick head of hair from birth. He had a thick head of hair. <laughs> yeah, it was my Should've son, full him. head of hair. Yeah, yeah. Should have named him Esau. Exactly. I'm just saying, <laughs> cousin Ed. Was it Esau or Jacob? I can't remember now. Um, well, you know, and I never know how to get my hair cut. I never know. Like I'm, I'm like, they're like, what do you want to do? And I'm usually like, well, just whatever you think looks good. Because yeah. I don't know. Make it shorter than it is now. Short today. Shorter than it is now. Perm. Yeah, tell them you want a permanent. Perm. Yeah. Get that. Uh, get that. What's the the painter guy's name? The uh, Bob, Bob Ross. Ross. Get a Bob. Can I get a Bob Ross? While you're touching my head, can you give me a Bob Ross? All right. Two one, so I'll let you all know how it goes. Two one zero five nine nine. Are you freaked out by people touching your head? I want the disco stew haircut. Stew haircut. Disco what? stew. You know the abusive stooge, the one that's always hitting the others? Okay, I want that. Yeah. I want to look like Larry Fine. I want the hair sticking straight I mean, up in the I air. Want the, I want the porcupine. All right. Two one zero five nine. <laughs> Give me a mo. Hey, I see you've got a bowl over there. Why don't you use that to get my haircut? Oh, God, I made a manscaping joke. 210-599-5555. Ooh, silence on that one. It's Sean, and uh, we'll take your calls. Hey, this is David Van Camp, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. <laughs> Yeah, a little weird when somebody been touching my head. News Talk 550 KTSA. Yeah, that's right. We're talking about going to get your hair cut. That's right, on the Sean Show. What the hell did you expect? 210-599-5555. Here's Sam. TJ, hang on. Here's Sam. How you doing, Sam? Hey, good morning, Sean Raima Arriaga. Oh, now, God. What? Now, I'm going to change my damn you, name to my wife's last name just to put this to rest at some point. That's Sean Arriaga. And, and then once we get you, because you, you love crawdads or crawfish, right? I love them both, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you won't eat barbacoa? No, it's gross. Oh, I'll oh, suck the head, but I don't eat, I don't, I'm too honky for the barbacoa, man. <laughs> so you want to call hey. about hair? Yes. Now, you're talking about hair. Now, would you rather have a beautician, licensed beautician, touching your head, cutting your hair, or would you have rather have... You know, Sleepy Joe smelling your hair. You know who should have been, who should have been um, had. How much you see, you see Joe Biden on TV, and you just you you think to yourself, this guy smells like cheese and mothballs. You know what I mean? He yeah. just is so icky. Although I gotta say, I did feel a little sorry for him yesterday during the Obama parade. You know that you know he was kind of like the uncool kid that nobody wants to talk to when the cool kid shows up. You know what I mean? Or like the cool uncle that shows up and suddenly nobody gives a crap about your dad. You know what I mean? That's kind of how it felt. You know, he was just, nobody gave a crap about Joe Biden yesterday while Obama was Joe there. Who? Joe who? And, and Obama's making it worse by calling President Joe Biden and being a jerk. There was just something sad and obnoxious about it. Anyway, I got to go. Uh, thanks for the go. Look, uh, one of the stories we're going to hit next hour well, we can talk about it now. We got a couple of minutes here. Is that PepsiCo who makes Cracker Jack? Cracker Jack. Didn't we all grow up loving Cracker Jack except for the nuts? I like Cracker Jack. I just never. I, I stayed away from the nuts. I think nuts like Cracker, Cracker Jack, Jack too. Well, I didn't like the nuts. I like the I like the popcorn, the caramel popcorn. Uh, and you always got like a little toy, a little stupid toy made in China, in in the Cracker Jack, right? 
Well, now, to, so that we know how woke, how freaking woke Cracker Jack is, they've come out with Cracker Jill. Cracker Jill, which is to celebrate women and non-binary human beings in, in sports. Seriously, they're, they're talking about suddenly PepsiCo has discovered that apparently women play sports too. Oddly, at this particular moment, they've decided to honor women in sports with Cracker Jill. And isn't that the dumbest sounding thing you... Cracker Jill sounds like the Grand Dragon's wife, doesn't it? Doesn't that actually sound... Chris, doesn't that actually sound pretty racist? For those of you who are new to the cross-burning, uh, if you would see Cracker Jill after the after the meeting, uh, she can get you signed up with your membership in your hood. Cracker Jill will be at the table over here. That just, that sounds horrible, man. <laughs> Cracker Jill sounds like some chick that lives in a mobile home and collects tarantulas, doesn't it? Or has an anaconda or something, like a weird trailer chick. I'm Cracker Jill. Chris, I'm Cracker Jill. You want to go out sometime? I like Waffle House. I collect snakes and reptiles. I'm Cracker Jill. Oh, TJ. Yeah, TJ, what's going on with you? Hi, Sean. You you hey. just stole my you just stole my thunder. Um I stole your thunder. I, I know. I just heard about this this morning and I was just like I couldn't stop laughing because there's so many things to talk about. So Cracker uh, Jill, that sounds so rednecky, doesn't it? <laughs> well, I'm thinking it cannot possibly come in a bag anymore, in a box anymore. I imagine it's going to come in a bag, right? Yeah. Oh and, God, I got that. If, oh. If, if it expires, oh, you're awful. And if it expires, <laughs> is it going to be an old bag? <laughs> are they going to surgically? Are they going to the remove the nuts? Aye, you can't have any nuts in the crack of Jill. Oh, God, see how you are? She's here all week. Not really. <laughs> I think it sounds like some redneck chick that lives in a trailer. You know, nothing against redneck chicks that live in trailers. You totally had that caller coming, didn't you? I did. <laughs> Comes in a box. She said that. She did. Freshest date is every 30 days. Oh, uh, I'm Cracker Jill. How are you? You want a back massage? I collect exotic reptiles, and I don't like black people. That's why they call me Cracker Jill. Don't ask me what's wrong. Sounds like don't ask me what's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ask me what's wrong. (laughs) Don't touch my toy. Anyway, oh god. Here we are. We were at the same place yesterday in this segment. This, what is this, the menstruating segment? Is that what this is? You should day? know. Oh, God. Don't look at me. It hurts. We'll be right back on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Uh, it is good to be back in the White House. Um, it's been a while. I confess uh, I heard some changes have been made. By the current president since I was last year. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Oh, sit down and shut up, you racist schmuck. Well, hello. Uh, 210-599-5555. It's Sean Show. I'm Sean. How are you? Hour number two. <laughs> 
I'm going to change it to the Cracker Jill Show. Uh, I want to talk to you now. When the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. In fact, Obama is one of the reasons you have this next story that I'm about to talk about, that I'm about to talk about. Uh, It involves a church uh, in Chicago. The First United Church of Oak Park. And the uh, the First United Church of Oak Park uh, has decided to have a whiteness fast. A whiteness fast. Uh, and during the, which is going to take place during Lent, during the Lenten season. And during the Whiteness Fast, according to their website, our music will be drawn from the African-American spirituals tradition, from South African freedom songs, from Native American traditions, and many, many more. Uh, Goes on for Lent, it is our prayer that in our spiritual disciplines, we may grow as Christians, united in the body of Christ, with people of all ages, nations, races, and origins, unless you use a honky. Uh, they have also uh, put up a sign promoting the Lenten fast, saying it would be hosting worship services, quote, around the voices of black people, indigenous people, and people of color. The pastor, John Edgerton, I might add, is white. Uh, and they are going to be having, uh, they're going to be promoting reflections that they call evotionals, which have supported the idea of, quote, fasting from whiteness. By practicing inclusion, by valuing People of all races, ethnicities, cultural identities, gender identities, sexual orientations, and abilities in every aspect of our congregational life, unless you're a damn honky. If you're a honky, stay the hell away. Well, actually, uh, the pastor is is Caucasian, and let me tell you something: uh, the the most annoying and obnoxious, self-serving, humble boasting. Weirdos on planet Earth are who? Freaking white liberals, man. White, honky liberals who uh, want you to know how non-racist they are by espousing ideas and, uh, and thoughts concerning how much white people suck. It's like, look, I know I'm not a racist, Mr. Black Man, because I know how, how much white people suck, and I'm white. <laughs> see, see, I'm white, and I hate white people. Please don't hit me. A whiteness fast. Of course, there's nothing racist about this whatsoever. And, and the, the, the thing that... Um, that gets me about this, and if you've been listening to the show and you follow me on Facebook, you know that I'm, I'm, I'm really kind of embracing my faith, re-embracing my faith. Let's let's put it that way, my Christianity, my Jesus freakedness. Since being in the hospital, I had my eyes open to a few things. I mean, I've always been a person of faith, but 
prior to getting sick, I was kind of just holding on by my uh, fingernails. You ever experienced that? Where you, it's not that you've stopped believing and that you've given up your faith, but you're just holding on, just barely holding on to the side of that raft, and that's kind of where I was. I was in a pretty dark place, very dark and self-absorbed place, and my experiences in the hospital kind of opened my eyes uh, to many things, but predominantly my faith and my belief and faith and uh in Jesus Christ and in being a Christian, a follower of Christ. And as a result of that, I've been doing a lot of reading, uh, just a lot of reading, scriptural. I've uh, uh, been reading, cracking the Bible every day and reading the Gospels, and, and I'm reading a lot of uh, spiritual books as well. And I'm I'm fairly certain, and I know people say this crap all the time, that what would Jesus think, you know, I'm... I'm fairly certain Jesus wouldn't be cool with this. I'm just, you know, let me toss that out there. Uh, I'm, I'm fairly certain that Jesus would not be cool with using his name uh, to exclude people while claiming at the same time that you're being inclusive. You hypocrites, you serpents, you asps, you know, you 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 hypocrites. I mean... It is deeply hypocritical. I mean, I, I'm not speaking for JC, or in this in this case, uh, JC. I'm just saying that this. I, I, given how he interacted with people who were full of crap in his own day in the first century, you know, the Pharisees and the great priests, uh, whom he routinely called out for their BS. I'm fairly certain JC would be calling out uh, the pastor here. Uh, at this church in Chicago, he'd be calling him out for for his BS. Now, wait a minute. Everybody's included except Whitey. That's not inclusive. You're not inclusive if you exclude someone. <laughs> in fact, I, call me a weirdo, uh, but it, you're, it, the, the, the very definition of exclusivity is excluding somebody. Yeah, I know. It sounds nutty. Uh, you know, I, I, I really just can't stand people who are on this anti-white trip. And I, because you know what it is? Apart from Caucasian liberals, honky liberals, who are, are just so desperately terrified of, uh, of, of, of being called a racist that they glom onto the whole anti-white thing and the white privilege thing so that you know how non-racist they are. You know, as far as everybody else and the, you know, hate whitey thing, uh, it, it's really, it's not social justice. Drop the word justice. It is not social justice. It is social revenge. Whitey's got it coming. Whitey deserves everything he's getting and everything he's going to get for all the years of oppression and slavery and Jim Crow. Whitey has it coming. You know how in movies, uh, and when you and I were growing up, in, in many movies, like the Nazis were bad guys. Remember how you could pretty much do anything you wanted to to a freaking Nazi in the movies because they're just irredeemable human beings? White people have become that now. You can say anything about white people. In fact, you could say stuff about white people and claim things about white people and have anti-white policies at your university uh, in your church, in whatever community you're in, 
You can, uh, in a news report, you can talk about how much white people suck. Uh, on your TV show, you can talk about radio. You can talk, you, you could say whatever you want to say and do about white people right now because they're guilty and they suck. And I submit to you, even during the Jim Crow era, you couldn't talk about black people that way. You wouldn't openly come out and say certain things. Yeah, they couldn't use this water fountain. They had to sit at the back of the bus. You had an entire set of laws disenfranchising black people and treating black people like secondary citizens, like they're barely even human deserving of rights. All that's true. But you couldn't be freaking Jack Parr or uh, Steve Allen and go on TV and start talking about how much you hate black people. You couldn't be Milton Berle and, and go on your comedy show and spend, uh, you know, ten minutes doing an anti-black monologue. You can do all that today. You can, you can say whatever you want to say about white people. It, it, they suck. They're awful. We're guilty. The only thing I, I, the only question I ever ask is, well, how is that not racist? How is that not racist? And here, here's, here's what's at, the, and then I'll take a break. Here's what's at the heart of all this CRT crap, all this BLM crap, all this white privilege crap. Here's really what it's all about. Okay, it's, it's still about politics, and I'll tell you why. During the Trump era, the four precious years we had. Unfortunately, they might be the four last great years this country's ever known. Guess who stopped voting Democrat? Guess who, for the first time in decades since the civil rights era, suddenly found themselves not voting for Democrats automatically? People. In fact, many of the communities that uh, classically voted Democrat, and the Democrats, the elites of the Democratic Party and Democratic movement, felt were just sure votes every election cycle, suddenly realized that under this guy we got jobs. This guy doesn't talk down to me like I don't know how to get a photo freaking ID to vote because I'm too stupid and lazy. This guy isn't using my community for uh, expected votes. This guy is actually creating opportunity in this country that I am benefiting from. I think I'll vote for that guy. In other words, Donald Trump showed how far we've come since the civil rights era, how far we've come since the Jim Crow era, the actual civil rights movement where people actually gave up their lives for the greater good. Donald Trump showed us that America is a great place for everybody. And suddenly a lot of people woke up and said, what are these, so what have these Democrats been doing for my community for all these decades? Wow, nothing. Uh, and things are better now. And I don't need to be told how oppressed by racism I am. I, 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 need, a, I, I need a job. I, I, I want to follow my dreams. I want somebody that says to me, you can do whatever you want to do. Not You can't do anything because you're too stinking oppressed by white people. And so what did the left have to come up with? They had to come up with a new race division. They had to invent some racism and do it real freaking quick. Oh, right, Trump's a white supremacist. He hates black people. Don't you remember Charlottesville? Right, he, he's a racist. And let me tell you something. White people are inherently racist. And nothing is your fault if you're black. 
you're a victim. You're oppressed. It ain't your fault. You cannot possibly be a racist, first off. Uh, you are always a victim of systemic racism, this racist system, and all white people hate you no matter if they treat you nice or not. Why? Because you need to vote Democrat again. See? The Democrats, and i got to take a break, the Democrats require a steady flow of racism and a steady flow of victims and a steady flow of racists. And they thought they could create that in the Donald Trump support base. i got to take a break. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. Newstalk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, we're back. It's the Sean Show. I'm Sean. I'm a white guy. I'm a cock, yes, that's right, I am a Caucasian. Uh, some of you may refer to me as a honky or a cracker. And I just want you all to know that I realize that I, I want to start doing the work on my privilege, okay, on my white privilege, and I realize how freaking guilty I am. And uh, so we're going to have a white fast on this show. Uh, I am going to boycott my own whiteness. Now, Don Morgan and well, Chris is half white, so he's got to boycott half himself if he wants to participate. But that's okay. Don Morgan is a, is a pretty white guy. I'm not going to hold you guys to the white fast on the Sean Rymer show. I am only going to boycott myself <laughs> and my my guilty white nature. Going to boycott yourself. That's right. I'm going to boycott my own damn self. Just make sure you're not on a Zoom call at the time. Yeah, really. That's right, because I don't want people seeing my damn whiteness, because I'm so damn guilty. And so I'm going to talk like this for the rest of the damn show, because it's a white fast, man. And I, 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 I'm i going to change my name to uh, uh something a little less white than Sean Reimer. Does that not sound like a white guy's name? <laughs> Sean Keith Rima sounds Irish. You know, most of those Irish people are white, <laughs> except for the black Irish. Well, I mean, I'm being ridiculous, but that's how freaking ridiculous this whole thing is getting at this point. You know what I mean? Oh, my wife's like insisting that I change. I gotta take my. I'm gonna take my wife's last name. Hey, can I get out of white? Pri- can I get like a get out of white privilege free card if I take my wife's last name because she's all Hispanic-y and stuff? So if I actually started, if I actually went down the street to the uh, uh, the government office there, where we get our licenses and stuff, I, I could change my name down there, couldn't I? You sure could. Sean Arriaga. You got a check? They'll take, change your name for you. So you're gonna take her name? I'm thinking about it. Well, how colonial of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is right, my dear. I am going to take your name and oppress you. Um, that didn't really make sense with me doing a Hispanic accent, did it? Not really. Honey, I think I'm going to take your name. It's going to be Sean Ariaga, And then people will know how not racist I am, even though it is somewhat colonial. I, you know, I'm just, I'm so sick of all this. A white fast? They're going to have a white fast at their little wee church in Chicago. And they're only going to play black music. Boy, there's nothing racist about that, is there? 
Did you hear what I was saying about the, what the website says? We're only going to play black spirituals, you know. Because, boy, those black people, they sure can sing some gospel, yeah? Uh, and they're also going to play Native American stuff. Boy, that'll be an exciting, uh, nothing against uh, Native Americans or the Indians who might be monitoring this broadcast. But that's going to be one exciting church service, right, Chris? Playing some Native American stuff. And now turn to hymnal page 385. I'm so sorry I'm doing a Tonto voice. <laughs> what is that? Well, you know, it's, 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 a, it's like know. an aquatic flutes. What are you, you, you doing your Zamfir impersonation over there? What's going on? They're going to play Native American music, man. You need a it's drum. Like, yeah, you need a you drum. You got no funk. You got... There you go. Turn to your hymnals. Well, then you got to sing. Page 459. How stupid, man. How silly is that? We're going to play Native American music so you know how not racist we are. All right, uh, that was offensive. 210-599-5555, uh, I just want to say before we take a break uh, that if you are, in fact, uh, offended by this show in any way, shape, or form, I don't care. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. It's a Sean show. Actually, I might just change my name to Cracker Sean. The phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Damn, I, I love being offensive on the air. I, I love being non-woke. I revel in my non-wokeness. I do. I love upsetting people. Oh, God, I enjoy it, especially in, the, in this woke era in which we live, you know, where, man, again, you got a relatively, Piers Morgan said this on Fox News the other, the other night, and it was brilliant. You have a relatively small community of people who are trying to dictate to everyone how we talk, what we think. And out of that stew of morons, you come up with things like white fasts, white a whiteness fast at a church. Because very obviously, Jesus hates white people too. Or the CRT crap, or wanting to teach four-year-olds about sex, gay sex, trans sex. You know, it's out of that stew of morons that gender becomes a construct, and a woman who wants to sit on the Supreme Court can't identify what a woman is. It's ridiculous, man. And so I am, I am, what's fascinating to me though, and we did just do an extraordinarily offensive segment a few minutes ago. I loved every second. We were making fun of engines. We was making fun of honky liberals. I was doing my black voice. And Chris, it is funny to me how like I get all this stuff that I say, and even the serious stuff that I say uh, when I'm you know giving my observations on things and my opinions. All of this stuff, if I set it off the air, will get me canceled by somebody. And I don't care. And I will say this. I do say this stuff off the air. 
because I am anti-woke, man. I am fighting the good fight. Now, I want to talk. I want to talk just briefly about social media and Elon. Uh, Elon's uh, bought a percentage of of Twitter, and it's 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 freaking out the liberal idiots because you know Elon bought into Twitter because he was upset about Trump being banned from Twitter and other conservative voices being banned from Twitter, whereas Al Qaeda is on Twitter, ISIS is on Twitter. You know, all kinds of awful people people are on Twitter, and so he decided to buy into it a little. I don't know what what changes he'll be able to affect. But it is amazing now how a lot of uh, liberal idiots are now suddenly anti-Elon. Some op-ed writer from Bloomberg was saying, he's not going to help free speech. He's going to destroy free speech on Twitter. He's going to destroy free speech on Twitter. And I read the dude's article, and I couldn't understand what he was talking about. He made not one argument for how Elon's going to do that. His whole argument how Elon Musk is going to suddenly destroy free speech via his percentage, his interest in Twitter. His whole argument, Chris, was, well, he's going to. People are nuts, man. I don't use Twitter. And, I, you know, Trey and I had a conversation. Trey's going to go over to Twitter. He's going to pull back on face puke. And and give Twitter a chance to again to see how Elon if Elon has any impact on it whatsoever. Uh, and I was saying, you know, I'm pretty much on Facebook, and I'm getting a kick out of Facebook. I post a lot of crazy crap on Facebook. I know it's the old fart social media platform. You know, I I get that, but I mean, the people I'm talking to are largely old farts like me. I mean, I'm talking to a lot of people I went to high school with. Now, I do have a lot of listeners who, who follow me. i got a public profile, so anybody could follow me on Facebook. So I, I, and I, I know it's corrupt. I know Zuckerberg's the Antichrist, and I don't give a crap, man. I'm, I'm posting stupid selfies and talking goat videos, okay? I don't think, in other words, I don't think about it that deeply. Twitter annoys the crap out of me. I don't know what, Chris has been there when a couple times I've tried to do Twitter. And I can't do it. Oh, Steve, I'm going to talk to Steve here in a second, Chris, just in a second. Um, I you know, Twitter is 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 annoying to me. Instagram is annoying to me. And you know what? And then I'll, I'll talk to Steve. What annoys me about both social media platforms is that you have an unlimited amount of people who could follow you. And so if you go to Twitter or Instagram, suddenly in my mind, there's this thing that i got to get more followers. And I don't like to think that way. I don't want to give a crap about that. Facebook, 5,000 peeps. I'm done. People want to follow me. That's fine. In essence, what I'm saying to you is I stay on Facebook because I'm lazy. And I don't want to go through the whole process of trying to build a whole new social media thingy when I already got it on Facebook. So there. <laughs> Steve, how you doing, man? You're on New Song 550 KTSA. Sean, thank you for taking my call. Sure, I want man. to say that. Democrats are perverted deviants. And I don't just mean in a sexual manner. I mean in a climate matter, in an economic matter, in an educational manner, in a media manner. They are complete deviant perverts. And for the Democrats that are listening, for the Democrats that are listening who don't know what those words mean, Google. <laughs> Definition of a pervert, 
perverted definition of deviant, and you will see what I'm talking about because those are the people that you are supporting. Those are the people that you are following. Those are the people that you are voting for, and that is what you are becoming. That is what you are going to be. Occasionally you guys say something on the air that I go, man, I wish I had said that. I wish I had that thought. Chris Glasgow once said, well, there is. is weak. Woke is weak, and I just love that. And yesterday, you made a point that these perverted, deviant Democrats want to teach our elementary school children, pre-kindergarten and first grade, and they want to teach them sexual methods and sexual lifestyles. Right. Yeah, sexual sexual lifestyles and, and sexual mannerisms and, and what, whatever you want to call it. They want to teach that to our, our preschoolers and our first, second, third, and fourth graders. But yet they don't want to teach because they can't take it. They're too sensitive. They're not ready for Huck Finn and Tom Sawyer. Right. These people right are, when they're when they're sick when they're fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen, they don't want them reading Mark Twain or or Harper Lee because they can't handle it. But they want to talk to them about trans and gay sex at the age of four and five. How does that make sense? And, and if you are supporting those people and you are voting for those people, that is what you are becoming, and that is what right. your children are becoming. And it is sick, and it is insane, and it is lunacy, and shame on you. For doing so. I agree, man. I agree with you absolutely. Steve, thank you so much for the call. It's always a pleasure. Uh, We'll wrap up the gig here coming up. Hi, this is Trey Ware. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm your Uncle Sean. Yeah, I'm gonna go get fancy here in a little bit. I'm gonna I'm going to a fancy haircutting place. My wife's on a lunch break. She's sitting right next to me, ain't you, baby? Baby, when I get home from the fancy barbershop, baby, I'm gonna be looking fine. Baby, I'm gonna be looking fine. It is. I've never gone to a fancy place before. They're gonna give me a beard trim. Because I didn't realize this. I've never had. I've never gone anywhere to trim my beard. I, I've never had a long beard like this. And like I said earlier on, I kind of look like a mix between Howard Hughes in the later days, Howard Hughes in the Ve- during the Vegas era, uh, and a hobo. And not, I'm not uh, not trying to be insulting the hobos. I just I look homeless. I because I, I didn't cha- I didn't trim my beard while I was in the hospital. It was kind of became a thing for me that when I. The last time I shaved is when I went in December 16th. And I let my beard grow uh, up till until now. And so it's a little shaggy. And I didn't cut my hair. I didn't get a haircut while I was in and out of the hospital. Well, you've had the homeless look for a while. But I've perfected it now, though. I, I've taken it to, a, to the next level. Isn't that what people say these days? It's next level. Like, my homeless look now is next level homeless. And so I, I, I was going to go, the guy that cuts my hair for eight years, Andy, at the Walmart there, he doesn't do beard trimming, and so I had to find a place, and I found a fancy place. It's the little things in life, you know. It's the simple joys. So I'm having a spa day. 
and I'm going to go to this place, and they do hot towels. I've never had a hot a hot towel treatment, at least not the kind I'm going to get today. Yeah, a couple of hot towel treatments back in the 80s, but that was a completely different thing. I was young, and I needed money. I'm going to get uh, a hot towel. that They shave my neck. And uh, Mr. Trey Ware was saying that he had a guy who used to shave his neck for him. And Chris, if you remember, Don, his word was ecstatic, it, or it makes you, it's almost a sensual experience, according to Trey Ware, having your neck shaved. Uh, and they actually give me a little sh- shoulder massage, which is hard to say, a little shoulder massage while I'm sitting there in the chair. So I, you know, I'm, baby, I'm going to look fine when I get done. I'm going to look so, I want to look fine for my wife, Chris and Don. I want, I, I look like a hobo now. But when I get back today, I'm going to be looking fine, man. I'm not even wash my Crocs. So if you follow me on Facebook, I'll make sure to take a lot of annoying selfies of what I look like. Even though it does make me, I get a little, I get a little weirded out when I get my hair cut by people I don't know. I, people touching my head that I don't know is a little weird to me. I'm, I'm one yeah. of those guys. Getting your head touched during a haircut I, is really weird. Well, somebody's got to touch your head to do it, and I'm just saying I'm, I've always been one of those guys. That's why I don't get my hair cut very often because it always freaks me out a little. And they want to talk to you while they're touching your head. So it's always been kind of a little a weird experience for me, but I, I, I'm looking forward to today. It's a little mini-adventure for, for Sean. It's a wellness day, okay? It's a wellness day. It's a mental health day for me uh, to, to have someone touching my head and Massaging my shoulders and cutting, trimming my beard. I just don't know how I should. Should I go with like really short hair? You think, Chris? What do you think? Should I go short? Yeah, why not? The only thing I'm going to say is like I don't get the whole. Because somebody was talking to me yesterday about shaving my head, and I can't do that because I look like a psycho when I shave my head. My wife hates it. My wife would divorce me if I got a shaved head. Because I look like a Nazi psycho when I get my head shaved. I've done it before, and I look weird. Well, try it short at first, and then if you don't like it, then just go back. I'm, I'm going to get it cut really short, I think. That way I don't have to go get my hair cut again for a long time and have somebody touch my head. But, like, the guys who have a shaved head, because Don Morgan, you have a goatee, right? He's got a goatee going. But, like, the new look where it's, like, your shaved head, but you have a full beard, I don't understand that look. Because your beard just sort of freaking ends at your ear. It doesn't make any sense to me. You know what I mean? The the full beard and the shaved head look. That I don't understand. Where well, you did your beard go? Grow your beard over stopped. your ears so it looks like it's hanging on by your ears. But but then I, that's just odd to me. The shaved head and the full beard thing doesn't make sense to me. So you're worried about odd. Well, I'm just saying that it looks like your your freaking beard just ends at the top of your ear. And I just always found that odd. I don't mind looking odd, but that's not a fun odd. That's well, a weird odd. Grow it around to the back of your head, so it's like a little strap, so it looks like there's a. So it looks a like I'm wearing a Santa Claus beard. No, it's now I, you're adding motions to my life. Now I got, that would be way too much stuff to think about. Plus, I'd have to trim that crap. See, I don't. I I want less. I don't want to have to work at it. I want to get my hair cut, my beard trimmed, and then I don't have to want to have to think about it for another year. Call it the Santa costume. Ugh. So I think I'll just get there. Well, in any event, I'm rambling a little too much about my haircut. But if you follow me on Facebook, I'll, I'll make sure to have lots of annoying selfies of uh, of my new look uh, when I get done with this fancy 
Oh, holy Jesus. It's such a fancy place. I'm only big-time celebrities like me can afford to go to places like this. So I'll let you guys know. Okay? Yeah, all right. All right, thank you, Chris. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer. Don Morgan and my good brother Trey Ware. As usual, spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.